<laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Copy Corner with your two favorite copy and content writers, Terry Schilling. And Dan Marzullo. Dan, how are you, man? How was your holiday long weekend? Oh, it was good. Did some grilling with the family and, you know, got some time away. What'd you do, Terry? Oh, man. Did some grilling, some chilling, some bike rides. The weather was great here in Chicago. Um, yeah, man, just a weird way to celebrate uh, an American holiday, considering everything going on. But, you know, plenty to be grateful for. <laughs> right. I take it you didn't burn your house down with fireworks or anything. No, man. Got all my limbs intact too. So did not do any, don't mess with the fireworks, but definitely had plenty of neighbors considering all the, all the noises <laughs> outside. So yeah, definitely. Oh, that's funny. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, man. But we're back here, guys. Copy Corner starting off your week, our corner of the internet where we're talking about copywriting tips, digital marketing tips, and freelance marketing tips to help you grow a business that you love. And also the copy helps you communicate clearly what you do and who you do it for. But today we're focusing on the freelance copywriters and the freelancers out there and how to avoid scope creep. Um, you know, what is scope creep? That is when a client goes out of the original agreement to add on more work. That's really going to be that really you should charge for. And it's just an awkward conversation when this happens because you don't want to offend your client or really get them upset that you have to charge them more. But Dan, we all know scope creep is going to happen. The client tries to pull a fast one on you to add in a whole new page to a website or to add a new part of the project, right? Yeah, it happens. And you just have to be prepared ahead of time so that you can kind of cut that before it even begins, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And Dan, it leads to our number one tip for how to avoid scope creep as a freelancer is to get it out of the way to avoid it from the beginning. And by doing that, you can add in your agreement. So make sure that you have an, a, a contract or like have terms and conditions before you guys agree to do a project, because then you can put in all your terms. Now you can have a note of all the deliverables. So both of you guys have the expectations of what the freelancer needs to get done. And so the client sees that too. And then even have a note in there that talks about how if we reach, if we go outside of the original scope, I will then propose a new you know, budget or a new price for the added work. That way it's in there. And so this way, whenever it gets brought up, you have the agreement to fall back on to be like, this was the original scope. You know, this is how we can handle it. And I'm going to get into some of the emails and how I word it too. But I know, Dan, you want to add more onto that original agreement to help avoid scope creep. Yeah, definitely. And I think you hit it on the head though, right? The biggest takeaway from this is you just got to be, you know, upfront from the get go in the contract. You need to clearly yeah. lay out exactly what it is you're doing so that they can kind of see that in writing and know this is what we get. You know what I mean? Um, but I guess, yeah, one thing to add to that is so for some cases for us specifically, if we're, if we have a retainer in place with a client, sometimes the workload varies each month. So we just kind of have a set amount of hours that they have within that retainer each month. So one thing we do to not kind of shock them or surprise them is we have like a, a tracking document that we can, us and the client can access so we can log those hours so they can see in real time, kind of here's how many hours they have left. And it's not like, oh, hey, we just went over the limit. Now we need more hours or whatever. So it kind of it helps keep them on the same page and keep prepared. Yeah. So I think, yeah, depending on what kind of agreement you've got in place with them, that's kind of another thing that you can do to, to eliminate those surprises as well. Yeah, Dan, I think that's great advice for people who charge hourly or do like the hourly retainer. So you have a proper way to manage that. Uh, for the people who do fixed rates for a big project, 
again, focus on those deliverables, you know, and include that, all that work that needs to be done within that. That way, again, those expectations are set. But let's say that a client does reach out to you and say, hey, I have a great idea. Let's add this page to the website. I think this is going to be really effective. Or like, I need help writing this sales page. Let's start on this now. And that's it. They leave it out there because they may, they're going to have some clients who just say, how much will you charge for this? Or like, how should mm -hmm. we approach this? Some of them just try to sneak it in there. And so then you may just feel obliged to start doing the work and just to help them, you know, to make yourself look good, right? You want to be, you know, easy to work with. So you may do that. But also then you're taking the risk that you may not get paid for that work. So there are some ways that you can just quickly, you know, you know, talk about this when a client does email you. So you can even just be positive about it and be like, I'm happy you want to add this to the project and I'm excited what we're working on together. I have to note that though, you're, what you're asking for is outside of our original agreement. I've highlighted the original scope for your convenience here. That way they can see it. And so they know again, you know, maybe they didn't read the agreement fully from the beginning, right? It's sometimes that happens. And then after that, after you said I highlighted the agreement, I say, should we hop on a quick call to discuss and it's about expanding the budget? You know, I'm mm -hmm. happy to meet this week at the following times and give them some times and then leave it up to them instead of kind of leaving it open. Just be like, yeah, let's discuss about adding this into the budget. Or you can take a you, you can take an approach of, you know, thanks for the feedback and sharing the ideas. You know, before we move forward, I want to note that our original agreement is for blank these current terms. You know, I'm happy to add this new scope to it. Um, for an additional cost based on this. So you can give the price right away of what it would be. Um, you can say, I typically charge X amount for, you know, a prior of this to the project. If that's mm -hmm. outside of your budget, you know, we can stick to the original agreement, but should we get on a call to discuss if we want to add it, right? Yeah, Just yeah. clear and direct about it. Dan, I don't know if you have any type of advice on how you handle it when communicating that to your client. Yeah. Terry with the smooth words there. I like it. No, that's same thing, man. Yeah. Just say, Hey, yeah, we can do that. But you know, we're outside of the budget here. Here's what it's going to take. Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely echo what you said there. That's how we handle it typically. Yeah. And honestly, they should like the clients who respect that are the ones you want to work with. And then if they don't, you know, that it's going to be a difficult situation, but they should really have respect for what you're doing as a business. Um, and there will be some clients again, who will be like, how much would you charge to add this onto it? Because they understand. But again, you may have those awkward conversations where they keep wanting to do work or you're doing extra work. So just be clear right away of how you're going to approach this and that they are, you know, reaching that scope creep that they're going out of the original scope. Uh, that's the best way to avoid those awkward conversations and make sure that you get paid for the work that you're going to do. Absolutely. Well said, Terry. <laughs> yes. So everybody, that's some of the ways that you can avoid scope creep as a freelancer, you know, to recap, set it from the upfront, the expectations and in your original agreement, have a written agreement via email or send a PDF of the terms for your project. And then just if they do reach scope creep during the project, you know, take care of it right away via email, let them know that they are out of scope. And here's how we can approach this. If it's in your budget or not, should we get on a call to discuss, you know, rewind a couple of minutes to repeat what I said. I'm not going to repeat it word for word, but um, I think that would be super helpful for all the freelancers out there. Cause I feel like I've been, I get, we get this question a lot and we're not just saying that, you know, we're not, everybody says we get this questions like, do you really, but we have gotten this question Yeah, I've gotten personal message about how to, the client is asking for this. What should I do? Right. Yeah. It happens. You know, it just comes back to tightening up that, 
contract laying it out super clear in the beginning for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, everybody. That is our episode for today's copy corner. Um, Dan, anything else before we go? No, that's it, Terry. Watch the video, listen to the podcast and let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Rate and review, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere now across the internet. Thanks everybody for watching. Love what you do, proceed with passion, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Copy Corner. All right. <laughs>